0: Welcome to another episode of Putting It Together with Caitlin Skinner today. Caitlin Skinner is uh, about to take up her post as the Artistic Director of Stella Quines Theatre Company in Edinburgh, which is very exciting. So we've had Jemima Levick, who used to have that post, who's now moved on to a play at Pie and a Pint in Glasgow. And now Caitlin Skinner, who's stepping on to take over from Jemima. So... We're, we're kind of getting a lay of the land, we know what's happening, so that when we come out of lockdown, we're all armed and ready with all the information we need, we thank you. It's a public service we're giving here, at putting it together. Um, thanks for listening, how are you? I hope you're well. My name is Brian O'Sullivan, by the way, this is the Creative Conversations podcast, so the creative conversation we're having this week is with caitlin skinner we've known each other for years and worked together and bits and bobs and yeah it's just cool to to properly sit down and chew the fat with somebody it always is um because you you know with some people you work with in this business you 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 get to know them quite well in one way and you might not know them at all in many other ways other people you meet it's kind of transient Uh, caitlin and i have worked together really on for very short periods, although we've been in each other's consciousness for a number of years. So to actually properly sit down, it's kinda like a, a leveling thing or okay, just shut everything else off for a minute. Let's actually sit down here. Um and talk about what's going on. And what's gone on all these years and what's going on now. Um so that was cool. It's nice. And it's getting to know someone that you know um in a different way. Um and hopefully it gives you a chance yourself to get to know that person by listening so thank you very much for listening and um also thanks to everyone who's been sending lovely comments and also um people who who email me and tweet me and stuff and looking for little tips and bits of advice and you know and um, i hear from new graduates asking me what what they should do and tell me they like the show and stuff like that so that's great i love hearing from you please keep that coming and um, you can email me directly brian at putting it together or feel free to tweet or dm me on instagram or whatever you want to do um speaking of instagram it's pit cc pod p-i-t-c-c-p-o-d and that's on instagram and twitter and we have a page putting it together on facebook um and like I say, you can just go to the website to find uh, how to donate as well, which is puttingittogethercast.com, and you click on the donate button. Um, there are some people doing that, and we really appreciate it, because we have we do have running costs, and we're not quite meeting them at the moment, um, but we do want to keep it going past episode 200, which is fast approaching, by the way. So if you've got a couple of quid to spare, please do dip into your wee pocket um, and consider donating it to this podcast to keep it going. If you think it's a worthwhile product, if you think it's worth something, um, then... Please do donate if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. No pressure. Putting it together, cast.com and click on donate if you can. Thanks, folks. And remember to give us a wee follow, as I say, on social media. You can also follow me, Bridal Hingway, uh, if you want to laugh. I've been doing some, some wee fun uh, characters and I've just um, started a new one in the last couple of days. I won't say too much about that, I'll just let you discover it if you're interested in it. Um, You might not be, but feel free to go and check it out. Brido Hingway, B-R-I-D-O-H-I-N-G-W-Y on all the usual social media platforms, including TikTok, which remains somewhat a mystery to me. Any tips? Greatly appreciated. So, how are you? I hope you're well. Um, Only a couple of weeks now until we can go and eat out, if we want to eat out. Some people will want to do that. Um... For me, that's normally a massive part of my life. It's And I didn't realise quite how much until it was taken away. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. And of course, I'm looking forward to, to getting vaccinated, which I hope will be soon. Um, and I'm really looking forward to getting back on the road. Um, I never realised how much I loved it, being on the road, um, until again, until it was taken away. Um, I'm watching the HBO Warner Brothers series, um, The Flight Attendant and... Far from freaking me out about waking up next to a dead man, which is not a spoiler, it's in the trailer, Um, all it does is make me want to get on planes again and go and travel and work (laughs) and and be exhausted and, you know, be jet-lagged and all those things that you think are a pain, but actually (laughs) they're the things that I miss, all the wee details that I miss, you know, being in airports and stuff. So, yeah, I miss it all and I look forward to it coming back, but... In the meantime, at least soon, I'll be able to go out for my dinner, and then a wee bit after that, I'll be able to invite a friend round to the house, uh, and and then at that point, we can have guests back in the studio, which will make life easier, and I think will improve the podcast. We'll go back to the way we always did it, which is sitting across from each other, face to face, having a chat. I'm looking forward to that very much. Um, so that's not not far away now at all. So, how are you? Have you got any news? tell me about it, um, I mean you can't really, but you know what I mean you know the intention of this show is, is to, to give you a wee break in your day I suppose, um, and to let you reflect on artistic ideas about what it's all about, why we do what we do, you know um, but also just to to take a minute, you know um, to stop the noise and the hustle and bustle for a second if there is any, I mean for me there's not that much um, and just, yeah, just, just slow it down a wee bit um, it's a wee moment in the day blind boy calls it a podcast hug so by me asking you how you are um i'm asking you to i'm asking you to reflect on how you are um even though i can't hear specifically your answer um so it is for me just to let you know to reassure you that it is meaningful to me to ask you how you are and i, I do there is meaning behind it um, it's important to me and i tell you how i am you know um i'm struggling to to be motivated at the moment um and just it's things are so unchanging that it's just yeah you go through periods, don't you? But I've mean, been I feeling a bit stale artistically, and you know it's it's hard to each day you kind of go right, well I could do anything today, but you can't there's not really that much you can do. So yeah, I've been finding it kind of hard and sleeping quite a lot, but I have been reading and trying to get into to tv shows which i find quite difficult but given it a go uh, you know I, I want to be interested in a tv show so i'm trying i'm watching the flight attendant i'm quite into it um and i just finished uh, brian bilston's book diary of a somebody which is so so gorgeous uh, i actually kind of forgot about it i was kind of distracted by other things and i went back to finish it and it finishes really well the last chapter is really excellent the whole thing's great He writes a poem a day, Um, it's a sort of a a grown-up Adrian Mole, for for want of a quicker way of telling you about it. Um, A poet, or a man who takes up poetry, I think later in life, and writes a diary for a year, and writes a poem a day, and also writes down what's going on in his life and lots of things happen. Uh, Very funny, very clever, the poems are so clever, Um, and there's loads of just daft humour in it as well, it's great. Uh, Diary of a Somebody by Brian Bilston and to reassure you I did ask Brian if he would come on the podcast because I thought what a fascinating character um an amazing writer and we did have a dialogue and it's just not his bag at all which I really respect A, a number of people over the years have said that um and I love that that people would would take the time to answer me and respectfully say no I don't do that that's great it's better than being ignored much better than being ignored, so uh, shout out to Brian for for that I really appreciate it, and um, really appreciate the book recommend it thoroughly, so anyway I think it's about time we got on to our guest of the week don't you? It's Caitlin Skinner and she's with me, and we are Putting It Together (laughs) I never know how to start, I feel like I've I don't know, it's easier to start when you're in person, isn't it? Because you're kind of like, yeah, they're... you're looking at somebody, and you're chatting, and it's all a bit weird, all this, down the line. Although I've counted, we've only six more weeks of it to do, and then we're allowed into each other's houses, oh, so I can have... six
1: weeks? Over. Yeah. Oh, wow, I hadn't noticed that. Okay, that that's like a bit of a countdown clock. Yeah. Isn't it? How it's exciting. It's quite good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have like a, even though you've been doing this for a long time, you don't have like a set structure you don't like no. go in like I start with this and then I do this
0: no never never that's nice um, it's mainly because I'm lazy like I, th- I was like you know at the beginning I was like well, what should I ask and I was like I don't know I'll see what happens I think I
1: would <laughs> ruin it by being like oh yeah I did this last time so I'd do it like that
0: yeah sometimes when I do similar things I think oh god people will be sick of this like quite often I go into what were you like as a kid you know oh, yeah. did you put on shows like because I'm fascinated by that stuff but it doesn't always come up, uh,
1: yeah. And I've
0: never been really a fan of interviews where they say these are the five questions we ask everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff. Just chat. just chat. That's nice. Just a wee chat, catching chat. up. It's an opportunity for me to basically talk to people. That's that I oh, set this whole thing up <laughs> so that I could talk to people, especially in lockdown.
1: It <laughs> was keeping you going. Yeah. Has it been? Has it? I'm ca- oh, sorry. Now I feel like I'm interviewing. Now you're me. asking me. That's It goes both ways. Are, have you felt like it has been a, a useful thing during lockdown having the podcast
0: i think yeah sometimes it's it's given me a wee bit of a push to do something because i've gone through phases of not doing much uh, and other times i can't be bothered with it but yeah the push is is good for me yeah um, and then on the other side of it, it's kind of like well maybe it's useful to somebody else you know mm. if i'm thinking about myself all the time it's not it's not actually that good for me so i think right i'll do the podcast because maybe there's somebody waiting on it and, th- and it really helps them yeah, totally. You know that one? where they go look forward to the Wednesday and they listen to it, and it makes them feel a bit better. Or remember that the industry still exists. Or yeah,
1: and that you're part of it as well.
0: Yeah, so we we can continue as a wee community. Yeah, you know, talking to each other because you know it's. I think the good thing is that it's not like ivory tower stuff, like talking to Judy Dench and that, <laughs> which is nice to get a yeah. wee like, you know, insight into. But it's it's like us all, we're all peers, you know, for yeah. the most part, and then people can listen to that and feel part of it.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. I love um, yeah. the stage manager um, Owen has been h- having a Zoom tea break. Oh, nice! For for stage management and people in production, and I think that sounds brilliant. to Have a tea break every day with everyone. That's funny. I
0: saw. I think I saw that online this
1: morning. Yeah. Owen, what's his name again? Is it is his second name Thomas? Have I
0: that sounds right. Is yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Them a I know. Times, I actually yeah.
1: know him really well, but I just suddenly got a bit nervous about his second name there.
0: I think Owen Thomas is right. He's a nice fella. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? What have you been doing to keep your sanity, your artistic sanity, or so, otherwise?
1: I was just thinking that because I, uh, I've got quite a lot of like house plants, mm. and I feel very similarly about the house plants that you do about the podcast, whereas like sometimes it's been like really helpful, you have <laughs> and, to and then the sometimes i be like, oh gosh, it's too much, just too many plants. I can't cope <laughs> with keeping them alive and barely keeping myself alive. Have you kept um, them alive though? Have you lost any? No, I've definitely lost some. That's all have part you? of it. It's okay. It's only plants. The it, circle
0: like, of life. Yeah,
1: exactly. And some things, you know, they're not gonna last. They're not really meant to live indoors. Things die. Things die. It's okay. That's exactly. part of life. Yeah. There's always more.
0: Yeah, there's always more. That's good. Is that a mantra for you? By any chance? <laughs> There's always more. Yeah, yeah I more like is that. more. Yeah, more is more. I feel that when I'm in Greg's. You know, there's always more. Let's have another donut. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible for the sugar, particularly in lockdown, I've just completely given up any pretense that I'm not. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, embrace it.
0: How have your how have your eating habits been? Has it just do, gone nuts?
1: No, do you know, we went nuts for like the beginning. It was yeah, really, yeah it was like a lot of crisps. It was like, mm. I need crisps, the world is falling apart. Absolutely. Um and then because of all the crisps, we had to go the other way. And to now start all we're the on and... Yeah, now we're on like protein shakes and it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> We're all terrible. going through different phases terrible isn't it? It's,
0: yeah, like one minute you're doing that, but your pal is doing the crisps and you're yeah. like, oh God. Oh man, I,
1: I really miss the crisp phrase. <laughs> but I want
0: to go back to that.
1: <laughs> Nostalgic.
0: <laughs> and how's your wee doggie? What's your wee doggie's name?
1: Pepper. Right? I thought it was Pepper. Yeah. I wish I had the
0: confidence and said Pepper because I, I don't know why I have a wee black spot about no,
1: that. No, no, she's really good. Uh, pepperoni when she's in trouble. Oh, uh, pepperoni. pepperoni! get over here. You're in trouble. Yeah, she is great. she I mean, her domination over the humans
0: mm.
1: has been just... It's just gone through the roof during the lockdown. She just really just tells everyone what to do.
0: And you're there all the time, which is so great for the wee dog.
1: She loves that. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. She, she's she got separation anxiety anyway before the lockdown so she oh, was with she? us a lot of the time oh, yeah
0: but it was good though because she's quite well behaved so she could come with you in the van and come along to things right
1: she's sometimes well behaved yeah. <laughs> she's very
0: sweet even if she's not she, well behaved so she's quite a cool character
1: so people are like oh look at her look yeah, at her exactly. character
0: i think other people are more charmed by your dog's madness than you are do you think yeah not you particularly but one's dog you know the things that I would be like, Millie, stop doing that, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> other people are like, oh, look at her. Do you know what I mean? So other people let them away with it. It's kind yeah. of like kids, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh, what are they really? like?
1: I do. I, I find it hard to, to see that because I, I think I feel a bit of anxiety sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, don't be a, don't be Yeah, exactly.
0: Be and people would say to me, stop, calm down, she's fine. And I'm like, don't eat that, don't, don't, don't go don't in don't that don't corner. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Get stressed out more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what is it your partner does?
1: Uh, he's a, Set carpenter, right, right. right. Uh, so she goes to work, but Pepper, my dog, goes to work with uh, JJ a lot. Oh. hangs out in the workshop and uh, you know protects protects the workshop from yeah yeah. Keep an eye on Suspicious couriers, DPD delivery, mm. uh, that sort of thing. She's all over it. I worked for DPD
0: a wee bit during lockdown. Did you? Horrible, what? horrible experience. Oh no. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm like, sorry.
0: Yeah, I didn't last long. I just I packed it in because I was like, I think I'm being swindled here. But then I went to Royal <laughs> Mail, which was good. I enjoyed Royal Mail. Oh, that is They're good really to nice. hear.
1: That yeah. is good to hear. I should think so too.
0: Proper like warm, nice people. and just like, here's your parcels. If you don't get them yeah. done, just bring them back. That's <laughs> kind of there. Whereas DPD are like, get them done or you oh, won't get paid. It's so stressful. Yeah, it's mm. really weird.
1: I I do. I ha- so Pepper doesn't like the postie at all, but I really like our postie. She's great. Oh, yeah, no. we have good chats. Yeah, I like
0: that, that we still yeah. have that, the, the postie that's always in your area and stuff. Yeah,
1: totally. And she calls everyone by their name, obviously, because she knows everyone's name, because she delivers course, their yeah. post. So she calls everyone oh. by their name, and it's just, I like that.
0: We don't have many things like that left, I think.
1: I think sometimes people are scared to be over-familiar, aren't they? And I think that's Yeah, yeah. And I think we're, we're
0: also in a, you know, we're increasingly in a world where uh, people live separately.
1: Yeah.
0: More and more kind of... Isolated, and just get in your house and close the door and get the Netflix on, and you know,
1: yeah, scared to be annoying
0: yeah we don't want we don't want to piss each other off and yeah. we get in the way and stuff, but actually we have lost something of the community spirit in yeah. some way,
1: I think we should risk being annoying a bit more, not worry about that so much,
0: <laughs> I think I risk it all the time, <laughs> um, what's your kind of work life been in the last year? Have you been doing stuff at home, or what?
1: yeah, I've been really lucky, so um. I've been, I was on furlough from Pitlochry, So I was associate director at Pitlochry Festival Theatre and I was put on furlough. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. When lockdown happened, um, which is weird and sad, um, but so, you know, supportive and valuable and, and mm. yeah, what, a, what a safety net. Um, and then uh, my freelance work has been quite busy. So I've been doing, done quite a lot of different things from home. Really? And I have actually been, in rooms. Have you? With people, yeah. yeah. It always
0: feels like this really big deal. It's funny, the thing that we used to do every day.
1: Oh, and it's so beautiful. Mm. (laughs) It's so good. Makes you appreciate it. Yeah, and everyone's a little bit giddy as well. Like When you get, those first few days are usually a bit giddy, aren't they? But they have Mm. this extra level of giddiness because we're not used to being around people.
0: Yeah, it's going to be weird when we really go back.
1: Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. What do you...
0: For someone who doesn't quite understand, maybe what do you see as the role of the director? First of all, what a question! That's a bit big for the start, isn't it?
1: No, it's good. <laughs> um, I see the role of the director to be to facilitate and to lead the team. Mm. Yeah, so you're you're kind of working between departments, between all the departments, to make a piece of work or a story that's going to be coherent for an audience. It's going to be one story. And kind of make sure everyone's on the same page, Julie. And I also think the role is about getting the best out of everybody. Um, And I think think taking that quite seriously as well, and how you set things up and how everything works and how the process is to make sure everyone can do their best.
0: Yes. And do you, when you read a play or some sort of piece, do you, how how does your mind sort of start to spark off? Do you have, you know, visual things coming in saying we could do this or how does it all happen For me, it's
1: about story. So I'm quite obsessed with what is it about, what's happening, what's the action and what do the audience need to feel at different times. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite rooted in that and all the other stuff, images or set pieces or... Style or that all comes after. It all has to be like rooted in what it's about and what you what the audience right. need to know when or they need to feel when. So I, I am quite rigorous at the start with knowing what that is, and then you can be really free yeah. and creative with how you do that and how you achieve all of that.
0: I'm just thinking that maybe all the great work you did at Village Pub Theatre probably set a oh, lot yeah. of groundwork for you because. There was no time or budget or availability of big set pieces or fancy design or any of that stuff. You just have to go, what are we trying to get across here in five minutes or whatever? I
1: mean, I totally learned to direct in the Village Pub Theater, doing that every month. Mm. Six short plays, usually every month. And yeah, you're asking, what is it the writer is trying to say? And what to the audience? And how do you bridge that gap? So... You've got an hour, we would have about an hour for each piece. So that process was really quick about going, okay, where are those points that we have to get right? And focus on those. That's an hour for rehearsal, sorry. just to be clear. <laughs> no, no.
0: Not for performance. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. I remember doing it once. Yeah, and yeah, like, we got sorry, an be fine. That's <laughs> all
1: you need. <laughs> Off you go. But you are, but you are working that's for good. people's like instincts. It. And I do think rehearsals is about yep. being able to rehearse your, and repeat your instincts every night on stage. So actually, mm. that first reading or that first thing that you do when you come to it sometimes is the best. And then what you do in rehearsals is learn how to repeat it. So what I discovered about mm. doing Village Pub Theatre was you just needed to set everyone up so they knew what they were doing well enough to be in it and enjoy it in front of an audience. And that gets to some form of yeah. truth and, Authenticity, I suppose, that's really um, exciting for an audience because they really feel that as well.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. Because it's, I think, in a lot of um, areas of our business, the first instinct is the one you end up going with.
1: Yeah, totally. Not Be-
0: always, and sometimes you have to dig in and go, "What, what is this?" and you you know, scratch your head a wee bit about it.
1: Well, we are like humans are like these meaning-making machines, right? So we see something mm. and we 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 just have all these bits of our brain and our experience that make sense of something immediately and then we act on it but actually Mm -hmm. when you try and sometimes when you try and intellectualize that or you try and repeat that that is quite a long and difficult process for us actually we're better instinctively it's like that thing like oh yeah like young children are amazing at stories like and we know what everyone knows what a good story is but being able to do it is a different thing because you have to be able to break it down and talk about it and make choices and know what those choices are but mm, we do have true. something in our bones I think.
0: Yeah and when we start as you say to think about it and use the brain or the intellect yeah. we can get caught up can't we?
1: It's just it's just a different thing, it's like when I trained and I trained originally in devising, and did a lot of devising mm-hmm. and the the difference in doing a process where the performers are speaking the words that they've improvised and created versus Mm. a process where the performers are performing words that they have seen written down even if those words were their words and they made them up as soon as they're written down and they're performing them from the written word the the nature of the performance is totally different whereas there's something in never having written them down and them only existing in your head just creates a different way of speaking or a different way of performing them and i don't really know what that's about but it, it is really i think it's really important to know the difference
0: yeah it's a powerful difference i think the same is true of music actually
1: oh yeah
0: you know you start to notate it and it does become something different yeah. you're playing from the page totally you just go that's that piece because a lot of like any music i would have most of it would be in my head you know mm. and that's different from from writing stuff down um, sometimes you don't get the precision though. Yeah, completely. You know, like totally. Detail, and you go. Oh, I need to write this down to get the detail. And
1: you can't repeat it. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that's the trouble. People are like play that again. I'm no, like, well, I'll give you I a version mean, be, of it. It
1: just definitely won't be as good.
0: People ask me to help them with auditions. You know, can you play piano for my song? And I'm like, I can, but I mean, I can't read music, so it'll be different every time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're cool with that, let's go for it. <laughs> it's artistic, mate. Yeah, exactly. Just um,
1: jamming. How
0: did the village pub theatre start?
1: It was in that time when, 2012, when there was not much happening in Edinburgh particularly in terms of like a fringe scene Mm -hmm. and James Lay, playwright, Mm. man of Leith, um, lived up the road from this great pub called The Village and it has this great back room and that was his local Mm. Um, and so he kind of brought people together, I think via Facebook also a little bit word of mouth to say I think we should do something in this room
0: because it seems like a
1: good place and we need to we should do something and so it started as like I think a week's worth of rehearsed readings really in the pub for the Leith Festival which is in June um and then over that time we did a bunch of things like we did like um full readings of full plays and Mm. then we also did short plays and actually, and we there was home baking because we were trying to raise money for something. I think somebody's fringe yep. show. I think we were trying to raise money. That's what happened. We did a fundraiser for Jenna Watt's fringe show, and there was a bake sale. It's <laughs> funny money. Jenna was
0: on the podcast last week.
1: Ah, no way. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Um, and so we did anyway. So, but so basically, over that week, the the form that Village Pub Theatre would then take kind of emerged, which was short plays, rehearsed readings. Um, but staged as much as possible and mm. baking and kind of good night out. And then nice. after that, we, James just decided we would do it once a month, which was an astonishing idea.
0: <laughs> That's quite a lot. You, so you were involved so from much. the start.
1: Yeah, I was involved in the start, just directing. So I did, they just needed a director and someone mm-hmm. suggested me. I hadn't even directed very much. And, um, but I kind of asserted myself. <laughs> more and more in the company um, well you
0: got to do what you got to do
1: well you, just, you know playwrights need wrangling do you know what I mean mm. you need someone mm-hmm. to be like can you please actually write that piece <laughs> and send it to me um, yeah so that's it kind of yeah it kind of developed its own form organically mm-hmm. and then it, it became it became a beast.
0: So you said you hadn't been directing much. What was your life like at that time? What Not were you up really. to?
1: So I originally trained in like community theatre and applied theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time I was working part time as creative administrator at Longha Theatre Company. Mm-hmm. And I was directing kind of youth theatre and running community workshops and I'd done like two small fringe pieces in Edinburgh. Right. Um, and I had, didn't even really think of myself as a director-director. I think I thought I thought of myself really much more as somebody who worked in community theatre. Sure. But when I worked at the Village Pub Theatre, I just loved working with writers and mm. loved working with actors. And so that was kind of the beginning of a bit of a transition for me.
0: Wow, that's a big moment then, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, it was a bunch of stuff all kind of happened at the same time because I also ran a project called Scrapyard about that time which mm-hmm. was me and Mel Jordan, who I'd go on to start a company with, uh, and a couple of pals set up, um, again, as a response to like there not being a lot of fringe theatre happening in Edinburgh. It was mm-hmm. like a symposium. So the idea was that like, um, artists would sign up, <laughs> and we'd have two weeks, and we'd put them into teams, and they'd make a piece of theatre in two weeks, and we performed it in mm-hmm. the Trav. And we got rehearsal space all around Edinburgh. So that was kind of us trying to find a scene and trying to find people to work with. So we didn't really yeah. like, know where everyone was. So <laughs> Where is everyone? I, I don't know, where are you? Because there, there just wasn't the arches or that kind yeah. of those, like, you know, NTS now is a bit more of a hub and stuff like that. Like, it just felt a bit disparate. So mm. um, that was, yeah. And I still work with people who I met during Scrapyard that first time. Um, right. so, those, so it worked. Oh, it absolutely worked. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a great, great way to do it. Um,
0: wow so you kind of built a scene to some degree
1: because you couldn't find it oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was no, That's amazing. It, and I think I did have that like oh should I move because there's nothing here I've just yeah. discovered that maybe I'm in love with directing um mm-hmm. but actually we found our peers and I think when you find your when you find a group of folk that you want to do something with then you can do anything and you get that feeling you're like oh, I've got these people we can do what we want
0: yeah, you find your tribe. I think yeah. that's that's a, one of the big things about growing up, isn't it? It's finding your tribe. Totally, totally. Um, what's the transition or what's the journey then like for a director um, getting onto bigger stages? It seems to, from looking from the outside, it seems to be quite a tricky one. Yeah. Quite a long process.
1: Yeah, so I think, I think in Scotland it is a challenge because we don't have that many producing theatres. Mm. And a lot of our producing theatres have artistic directors who direct, <laughs> so yeah. they're not likely to give over their shows. If you only get so many shows to direct a year to someone else, um, yeah. and also for budget cuts, makes sense, for in-house directors direct in-house, so there's not that many opportunities to direct those bigger stages. Um, mm. So it's not. It, it certainly wasn't clear to me what that development was, and 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 for me, I still feel like like 2020 was going to be my first real year of working on bigger stages.
0: Because of Pit Lockery?
1: So I was doing a show at Pit Lockery and I was doing um, a show at the Traverse as well. I was in rehearsals for a Trav1 show when lockdown happened. It's going to be my year, Brian. What was the trap show? Um, It's called Donnie's Brain, which a new Ronan Monroe play.
0: Yes, I remember reading it early on.
1: Yeah, a really amazing play. And we were, um, yeah, we were 10 days in. with this incredible company we were really having a good time um but you know we've really stayed in touch
0: oh yeah
1: we like have we have a zoom get together now and again bingo quizzes
0: so you were already a company and you've remained so
1: oh definitely Definitely. because 10 days
0: is a lot for us yeah we're far in with i mean there's a lot of shows that would be more than halfway through rehearsal yeah so uh, that's yeah you know you've made a lot of bonds by then
1: oh absolutely and it was a really collaborative kind of process as well and it it felt like i think because for me it felt like such an opportunity to have this kind of resourced traverse one production and do it the way that i had always wanted to do it yeah um so yeah it was but the, the other thing that happened was when we closed Um. straight away rona said oh i want to write a monologue for each of you the performers Oh yeah. Uh, so she did, and then and then the travers asked if they could film them and and mm. put them out. So we did. So we got to make work online together straight away. So I think that also kind of brought us together as well, because it felt like we'd kind of you know we yeah. had the last night in the pub that felt like the last night on earth <laughs> together, yeah. and yeah. then we'd been making something. Uh, so you remained in the a company
0: for another reason, kind of thing. Yeah, totally totally and is just the most generous spirit isn't she with she's stuff like that
1: with everything amazing she's yeah. the cleverest person I've ever met yeah she's Um, wacky. and curious and like inspiring and inspired mm-hmm. as well like she's inspired by you she really sees you
0: she does she does she's, she's sort of I think I like when people are uh, sort of not impressed but kind of have great respect for other people's yeah. craft, and I think one of, that's one of the things I love about theatre is seeing everybody else's craft because I'm like ninety percent of this I couldn't do in a million years. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I just love watching it, and going, wow, this is amazing. You know,
1: absolutely, and like being able to riff off that, it's really energising. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. Gosh, I missed it so much. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So th- So the pit lottery thing. It's an associate directorship, so does that mean that you have a set number of things that you will direct in a year?
1: So there will be at least one main stage show a year Mm -hmm. um, uh, in the summer season. Uh, And then my job, so there's three associate directors at Pilochrae, and my job was kind of split between... Uh, directing main stage directing uh, work for under fives for the early years staff but also it was for which was great about the job was it was combining my roots in community theatre with my new mm-hmm. career working on main stages so there's main stages making work for early years but it's also overseeing the youth theatre and community community staff outreach staff wow. artist development um yeah, so it was like a real breadth of different things and also was seeing all of that work as equal which yep. was brilliant because that's always been my frustration was that it always felt like the community work the participatory work was other was separate and yeah. not as good or not as important whereas for me that's where I, that was absolutely as equal and as important as and as artistically valuable and um, so that was why Lockery was such a brilliant job because it brought everything together
0: wow and you'll go back to it
1: no no that's me it's because I'm uh, taking on the job at Stellar Quines so of course yeah of course uh, we'll yeah so that. I've stepped down
0: yeah right but I mean I just I, th- I guess I meant in terms of lockdown you know in theory you would have con- gone back and continued it but oh yes 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 yeah, yeah. so
1: yeah. I was on furlough so I would have due, was due to go back when furlough finished
0: right 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 so that brings us neatly onto your new appointment as the <gasps> artistic director of Stellar
1: Quines <laughs> so which
0: is so wonderful <laughs> when did you first start that process like when did you start to apply and things
1: Oh, goosh. Goosh? Sorry. Goosh. oh goosh. gosh. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh,
0: gosh. Gosh. Just because the timing of everything now is just so odd, isn't it? I wondered. Because yeah. a lot of things feel like they've been in the pipeline for much longer than usual because yeah. they've had an extra year to sort of ferment.
1: Well, I think that, so I think I also slightly feel, because as soon as I Jemima stepped down, I was like, eyes on the prize. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. I was like, mm, yes, I would love mm-hmm. to apply for that job. Um, So that would have been just before, that would have been before Christmas, maybe like end of November. And mm-hmm. I think the process probably started at the end of January. Right. Um, not that long ago. Oh, not that long. Uh, wow. An amazing process, though, and I learned so much doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jemima always said this. She's always like, you have to apply for jobs because you learn so much doing them. Yeah. And I would always be like, oh, Jemima, you know, the thing you learn is that it's hard applying for jobs. <laughs> That's all you learn. <laughs> you feel terrible yeah, about so yourself when you don't get them. <laughs> uh, but actually, she's fully right. Like, I learned so much during the process. It was yeah. really good.
0: Yeah, I think I think we as actors learn from auditioning. Uh-huh. And I think we, you know, as you go, get on a wee bit, you realise you don't go into an audition thinking, God, I'd love to get this, like every time. Yeah. You just you just show up for the most part yeah, uh, and do the work and kind of flex the muscles a wee bit. And then if you get it, it's a bonus.
1: Yeah, but I think also like that prep, the preparing for something and thinking mm. about something. And yeah. also like what I got to do during this recruitment process was... Um, talk to a lot of my peers and get advice and uh, run ideas past them and I think I think again because you're used to applying for a lot of things in this job constantly Mm -hmm. as freelance you're kind of used to having to let go of things or not get too excited in case you don't get it and then you're sad um but definitely for this I felt like I'm all in and uh and that really paid off for me not Obviously, because I got the job, but also because I did learn a lot during it. I felt like I really grew in
0: the process. Mm. And that's, as you say, because of going all in, like really giving over to it. Yeah, which I
1: sometimes I'm nervous to do.
0: Yeah, aren't we all, of course? Well, it's exposing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, totally. Make yourself vulnerable.
0: Absolutely. So were there lots of interviews and things?
1: two interviews was it an application and then two interviews yeah and had the presentation
0: level it's like yeah they make you present things and say Mm. this is going to be my big idea and all that stuff right
1: yeah but uh, but the thing i didn't know so i was really nervous they were going to ask me like what is your vision for Silicon theater company right at the beginning Mm. and i was like oh god that that's what i'm scared of i'm scared of being asked that and having to impose something on this company that i do not currently run um (laughs) yeah but actually a, they didn't ask that at the beginning, mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of the process, I did feel like I had much, the, it, the process taught me what that vision would be, and what that would look like, oh, and so, great. yeah, it was, but again, it's only by going all in, and by developing it, it's something you have to develop and learn in conversation with the company. Yeah.
0: That's interesting, because it feels a lot less one-sided than I would imagine, where by mm-hmm. the end of the process, together, you've kind of created the a vision of what's going forward.
1: That was definitely my, I mean, I don't know if it's always like that, but that's definitely yeah. this, the process that of this process has been like, yeah.
0: Wow. And when are you going to start that job?
1: Uh, two weeks time. Oh, wow. So I've got okay, a week off timing. next week and then I'll start. Nice.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Um. I mean, it must be quite daunting, is it not?
1: Yeah, it's quite daunting. <laughs> Just a uh, bit. <laughs> it is really daunting. Um, Company with like such a history and such a, uh, standing in, in the, the mm. theatre ecology but I, but I do I know the company well I've already made a show there I know yeah. everyone that works there and I've got so much support already from I mean from Jemima particularly but also from the board and other staff members and the whole community you Great. know I don't feel like I'm gonna be coming into an office having to get to know everyone and having to prove myself I know them they know me so yeah. I feel like the the daunting part of it is the work. It's not the other stuff.
0: well, that's good because the last thing you want is kind of like, oh, who's the new person? Yeah, and, you know, all that rubbish. Yeah, which, thankfully with Stella Queens you're never gonna have.
1: No, I don't have that, which is great. And um, yeah, it's, wow. it's such a great team as well. So
0: wonderful people and just such a great, as you say, like a great um, history, really.
1: Yeah, legacy. That's um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. What a, what a gift! What a gift!
0: And we're only you know, less than a year from Marilyn Emery passing on as well, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty big on the Stella Quines mm-hmm. history books. You yeah, know. absolutely. But it's so great. I just I was so pleased to know that Jemaine was moving to play Pine of Pine yeah, and I then know. that you were stepping in to take over from her the Stella Quines. It just feels like a really exciting time for for women in Scottish theatre.
1: Oh, good. I should hope so.
0: Yeah. Just you know, when you think, right, okay it's it's a wee bit like I was saying before about theatre about things that I would never be able to do in a million years Running anything is definitely not my strong point at all, but when I see like I see these two appointments, I think this is great. I feel like we're in good hands, oh, you know good yeah, so I'm, that's good. I think we all feel good about it. I can speak for everybody, okay.
1: okay, we've all agreed <laughs> that this is a good good idea.
0: We're all cool <laughs> with it. you go ahead, fantastic well, have a great time
1: i think we are I think we also like to see our own do well, don't we like we like it when do, someone within yeah. the community uh goes to a new leadership position, I think we that's all, that's always really empowering and exciting.
0: that's one of the great things about this community that we have Mm. is you know we're happy for each other yeah absolutely and i think we have to be because we're so small we have that's the only option we've got really (laughs) if we're going to survive because if we i can i can talk as an actor if we as actors are getting upset that we didn't get it but he got it yeah you're probably upset at one of your best mates yeah
1: exactly you
0: know or one of your mates mates it's there's not a lot of you know unnamed people around here we all know each other
1: but i think also when one person does well actually we all do well it's good we for do. all it's of us. It's a move for all of us, yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. And if I didn't get it, then it's probably not right for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always hold on to that.
1: Yeah. I think, I was thinking about this, Like, I, 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 w- I want to know how we move from feeling like there's not enough to feeling yep. like there's enough. I don't know how, because I, I think I'm one of the first, my generation anyway, would um, be the first generation of artists who've kind of grown up in austerity, where we've grown up in yeah. this world where there's not enough theatre money and there's cuts all the time. That's been that's been that way since I started. And I really wanna know how we move from feeling like there's enough for everyone.
0: I think that there's a there's a bigger thing in in capitalism and the way society is run, and the way we're kept in our place yeah. that's all about there's not enough. Yeah. You know, so that you you know I don't know, it's I'm not very good at explaining. No, it, no, but that's exactly it, yeah. I think we live in a culture of we ha- we're supposed to believe in scarcity, mm-hmm. so that there's a fight, yeah for you know so that we're in competition with each other, basically, yeah, and that we're anxious and on edge, and that makes good consumers
1: mm. yeah, um,
0: I really believe that, and I think um it's it's understandable that that thinking, which is how we're programmed, I believe uh pervades everything, yeah, so it's like. One one person against the other. Everything's binary. Everything's black and white. Yeah. And actually, none of that is really true. There's no. there's subtlety and there's shades of grey and everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think there's lots of things about Scottish theatre that that does help to counter that. Like I think we are a really open community, as you said, and really quite inclusive and welcoming and all that. Yeah. So I think we've got lots of things for us to to be the be a counter to to that world to that way of thinking.
0: Yeah, I think the big worry is that when we come out of this time that we're in now uh, you know I worry that it'll be even fiercer in some yeah. way because everyone will think oh god there's definitely not enough now. You no know? We, ha- we have to fight yeah, yeah
1: we have to not let that happen it's really important. No I
0: really don't want yeah. that and so, in, some, in some strange way we've all, we're all still here yeah well
1: even yeah. through the last year. I mean, well, some I, of us of are course. not here we have to remember that
0: Apart from those who are not. Yeah. <laughs> <That's a silly laughs> thing to say. No, but do you um, know what I mean?
1: Like we have to remember that people have left the industry and Yeah, that's true. That's but the true. industry still exists. The industry is not gone. Um, right.
0: I suppose maybe that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Um But like all the all the people that are going to go back in now and start potentially fighting for what they think they need mm. um we're all still here and we're all still okay right now. Mm-hmm. You know. So 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 we don't lack anything. I think if we if we believe that uh, you know for me like in an audition situation a job's not mine to lose it's mine to gain mm, that's great. and if you believe that it's it's ours to lose then then when you don't get it it's a loss yeah. it's like you never had it yeah 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 in the first place you yeah. Yeah. it's about reframing i think
1: aha uh-huh. yeah huh. and how do we make more of it i don't know how do we use everything we've got to grow it everything we do yeah. how is that growing for the next thing how is that making yeah. more? How is each piece of art making more art, more jobs, more stability? Um, yeah, not less.
0: I mean it's the it's the involvement of it's the confusion or the connection between art and and finance, isn't it that that has us stumped?
1: Well, it's I mean the economics of the art is still so stupid, and I think we've yeah. all had to come to terms with that in the pandemic in. A, in a new way, yeah. in terms of like it's so expensive and it doesn't bring in any money. So, although in a
0: bigger scale, in a bigger sense, it does. In terms of like GDP, we've all heard it. You know, sure. If you put a pound into the arts, you get four back. But that's about you know tr- travel, tourism, yeah, restaurants, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, and I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know enough about it, how how much that's skewed towards a kind of like, the London version than the Scottish yeah. version but mm-hmm, you know true. in terms of like getting people in the room to make the show versus how many people will pay money to see the show it doesn't really it's add a, up yeah
0: it's an expensive business it yeah. is an
1: expensive business so I think we have to find but but I also think but money isn't everything and money isn't the, our whole value no. I think I just think we have to think differently about the economics of it going forward and, yeah you know we are like you know Nicola Sturgeon's all about being a well-being economy and all that that yeah, we value like we measure our growth as a country and how well people are, rather than how rich everybody is. Uh, and I think that I think that's a more interesting way to be thinking about things. And I think theatre should be leading the way on stuff like that, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think particularly it being an industry where where we do look after each other emotionally and and kind of spiritually as well. Yeah. Like where, where a lot of other jobs, you just don't really have that. Yeah. Or there's lip service paid to it. We actually do, you know, we're making an attempt, I think.
1: I think you're right in terms of making an attempt. I do think the industry has a long way to go in terms of really taking care of people.
0: Oh, we don't have it cracked. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think there's at least in some areas, there's a, there's a, we're having a go at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I think, I do think there's work to be done. And I think when we go yeah. back, we have to be aware of how challenging that's gonna be for everyone going back to work.
0: Um Yeah, it's gonna be weird and yeah, weird it doesn't really cover it. But I think uh, it's what I've discovered is that although this situation is not ideal, I've become quite used to it. Yeah. And I worry now about changing it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's what I want. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. But I think that's okay. It's you know, you don't have to just go back no matter what. You know, you yeah. can go back in a way that's going to help you flourish, not in a way that's going to make you stressed. Yeah. Um. So, I'm working on a project at the moment called Distance Remaining, which is a vir- vir- kind of virtual theatre, it's an online mm-hmm. piece of work, so we've filmed it. Um. But our brilliant producer, Helen Milne, put in place a company counsellor. Oh, nice. So, everyone in the company had the option to have sessions with a counsellor as part of the process, and that's been amazing. In terms wow. of just recognizing that this is a rubbish time and it working balancing work and the lockdown and your regular life is challenging and that we need support for that um yeah I think that's a, I think that's brilliant and I think uh, I think that's the sort of thing we need to be doing as people come back to work is just like really prioritizing everyone's well-being
0: yeah I mean we could actually find ourselves in a mental health crisis after this yeah yeah fully and that's quite that's kind of media language isn't it but Uh, you know i don't i'm not sure what it means but even if i just think about our industry i can see more people struggling after this than did before yeah
1: and you can see it like on on this on the way people are reacting to things on the social media or the way you know when you talk to people and they're in the tea breaks virtual tea breaks you get you know Mm -hmm. and this is the this is the hard time i think this kind of almost at the end but not quite time i think this is that, you know, yeah, the, it's kind
0: of a home straight thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, like you know, when there's a crisis on, we get that injection, don't we, of like adrenaline and.
0: Oh yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. It's like all right, we can do this. We're all in it together, yeah. and all that lark.
1: And now it's like, that oh, went. we're still doing it. I don't. I'm <laughs> finding it hard to bake banana bread. Does it? Does it fill yeah. me with joy like it did?
0: Absolutely. Fuck banana bread. <laughs> All of it. All of it. I don't want any of it. I don't want to see <laughs> it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about sourdough. Piss off. <laughs> I did start with the recipe boxes. I got the gusto boxes. Oh, and I'm I. enjoying that. Is that good? It's good. Because I've, I've discovered that the the biggest annoyance in my day was going, what am I going to make Do for it dinner? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, really yeah. stressing yeah. me I'm not much of a cook and I'm trying not to eat complete rubbish all the time, but very much that is my kind of go-to if I don't think. So... This is good. It just tells me what that's to do and it tells good. me how long it'll take as well. So I look at the card and it goes 30 minutes. And I go, okay. So in 30 minutes, that'll be on the plate and it'll be ready because you can trust the card, you know. Nice. And it does actually happen and it tastes good.
1: Oh, that sounds good. I would like that. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Do you cook? I do, but I have a partner. So there's always someone to argue with about who cooks, which I think helps.
0: So it's 50 yeah. 50. Yeah. It's you or You've it's me. You've got a me. chance of not doing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's always a chance you could not do it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Also, my partner's really into it because he. He's on the massive health kick, and so he's into the macronutrients, oh, where you mm. have to know like, what, how much protein and how much carbohydrates is in everything. And I really am not interested in this. So, if he wants to be bothered about how much macros are in things, he has to cook himself. So that right, works in okay. my favour.
0: So it's your funeral, son. If you're into all that, <laughs> yeah, on you go. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: God, I had two slices of toast and half an Easter egg for my breakfast. Now I feel bad. There you go.
1: That's a balanced diet
0: oh macro macro they say eggs are good for you though so that's good <laughs> do <say> that,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, and then i have like those little maynards um uh, fizzy fish and that's good for omega-3 oh generally. wow fish is good so yeah fish <laughs> and eggs cream eggs really good you for just you
1: just become one of those instagram health people
0: <laughs> but like an alternative one with just sweets that's what i want <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. So tell me about um, how you're how you're going to get started at Stella Quines. How's it going to work? What's going to happen first, if you know? Mm,
1: well, uh, bec- because Jemima's amazing, she's left a brilliant handover document, which I've of been course. reading and I've been looking That's at great. the company Dropbox, and I've got mm. an email address. That's <laughs> yes. good. Uh, and so I'll begin, I think, just by having conversations with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um get in the lay of the land and find out how people want to progress it's it's i think it's quite a good it's a really good time Jemima's just set us up really well um Mm -hmm. for moving forward and it's also it is quite handy that there's an a there's a panie d on so there's not Mm. like a show happening
0: yeah it's not in the middle of it all Yeah. yeah so
1: that's quite good so i think um i think it's about yeah just kind of moving forward bit by bit
0: Yeah. So, will there be a show coming up, or is there something in the pipeline, or do you have to think of that? I
1: have to. uh, Yeah, I have to think of something, won't I?
0: Wow. Cool.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Pressure, but also see, then so that's what you think, isn't it? You think, wow, you get to just plan a show, but then you are like, but you only get to do like one show. Which one one do you do? Well, that's what the coins get money for. Oh, I see. It's really one a year, but you can, you know, find money other places and do other bits. I imagine. I hope. We'll find out. Find
0: one of other places that's (laughs) delightfully vague, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'll just be going around when I can. Anyone? Yeah, village
0: pub again. Everyone come in and bring a cake. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's
0: great. I mean, I've always loved working for Stella Quines, one of those companies where you feel you're looked after.
1: Oh, good. Well, uh, quite right. Which is good. I mean, you should always feel looked after but good.
0: You should always feel looked after and most companies you do but it's not like dipping into something and you're just there, you know, kind of um, getting paid at the end and do your bit and leave it you do feel like you've become part of it good yeah which i like you know
1: yeah i mean i think that is a real goal for the quines which is to feel like it's bigger than the sum of its parts it's a small organization but kind of having this constellation of quines around the country and beyond yes
0: yes what's i mean this might sound like a stupid question but i mean i've worked for them what's the deal men work for them right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah,
0: They're quite, it's all about queens, of course. So, yeah. what's how how do we reconcile that? Well, think? the
1: the company is led by um, intersectional feminism. So the right. the company has this additional is is it additional goal, a parallel goal, a complementary goal of creating mm-hmm. brilliant theatre and achieving greater equality for right women of all kinds of women. Um, so. Men are, are obviously a part of that, but they cannot. They're not leading it. That sure, would be sure, silly. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. So it, yes, it's important that men are a part of that.
0: Well, my aunt runs uh, Women Over Fifty Film Festival. Oh, cool. Um, which is an amazing outfit. Uh, she runs it. It's usually, I think it's in Brighton, although of course it was online uh, last year. It's around October, and um, I suppose in a similar way, of course, there are men in the films or yeah. whatever. Um, but the goal with them is that there's a woman over 50 either in a main role b- in front of the camera or a main role behind the camera or, or more than one. Mm-hmm. So a woman has written or directed um, or there's a woman in, in the lead oh, brilliant. You know, over 50. And it's an amazing, you know, the stuff you see, just stuff that you, that doesn't get seen yeah. properly, well, you know, as you can, particularly over 50 because that's a kind of the invisibility stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh, I think it's also really common for marginalised folks to be included, but not to lead. Um, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there was a bit of tick-boxing going yeah, on. Yeah, so
1: I think that's important. I think Stella Quines also has a ratio which I think is 70% women in every company. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: That's tremendous. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I must send you a link to the women. That, that sounds great.
1: Questions. I think I would love that. Is it still on? Um, it films? runs every year. Okay.
0: So it's like... Um, For I think it's normally a long weekend or a week in October. Brilliant. Uh, And last year it was it was a certain amount of time the films were online, but even just to connect with them, you know, to find links to films that are around, do you know what I mean? Because the type of films that my aunt puts me onto, I'm like, I would never have found this. Mm. You know, sometimes she'll send me a a text or something to say, friend of mine's showing a film at the GFT. You probably haven't heard about it. You should go along. There's a Q and A, blah blah blah. And I go, I usually take the advice because it's like again something that I wouldn't think of or notice mm-hmm. or wouldn't be properly advertised and some of the stuff she puts me onto is class Yay. you know i'm always up for that because i'm not very good at finding stuff but you know when people are you know when you know those people that are like you should do this thing you should see this thing yeah
1: well that's why platforms like that are so important so you yeah. can uh yeah get all get all those folks together and celebrate that work and and then share yeah, it with absolutely. other people because otherwise you just get lost
0: yeah yeah so is this the beginning then of your journey as? Artistic director f- from one company to the next. That, is that what happens in that world? Do you think? Don't
1: do it. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know. It feels like um, in Scotland, it's all a bit. Everyone has a slightly different journey. Um, I have always wanted to run a company, uh, mm-hmm. and to yeah, I'd love to run a building. So mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, yeah. And and you know, I I do think Stella Queens is a sort of company that that needs to pass from person to person in terms of leadership i think that's how the company will grow and i think it also should belong to the women of scotland the women and non-binary folks of scotland i don't think it should be about one artist and one artistic director so
0: yeah so it's not it's not yours it's you've you've become the sort of gatekeeper. Or yeah, no, he's janitor. yeah, janitor. You look after <laughs> it for a bit, you know, and on yeah. behalf of all women and non-binary people in Scotland.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's cool, to yeah. be the custodian of it for a bit.
0: Yes, custodian. That's good. Jemima said a similar thing. Uh-huh. She was on the show a couple of weeks ago and she said, you know, all, all these good companies do well by having somebody for a bit and then that person moving on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I do think that's, that's good how way. it goes. That's a good exactly way to you said. move forward. And also, like, there's just, there's so many great uh, artists. So, Getting platforms yeah. and creating opportunities for those artists, it's really important to spread that out.
0: But it's not an official tenure, is it? It's just No. No. You it's see for, how it goes. for
1: as long as as, as long, long as it works you. out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That's cool. Wow, that's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so a week off. A week and off. Then
1: and then a job. To. What? First full time oh, job gosh. ever. <laughs>
0: right, yeah. of course. We're so used to doing bits and bobs and freelance, yeah? Yeah. Wild. So you all your freelance stuff will, will be parked for a while.
1: Yeah. So Again, clever Jemima Levick uh, put in a, a policy within the Quines for members of staff to take unpaid leave to do other projects that benefit uh-huh. the company. So I'll still, so I run uh, a theatre company called Jordan Skinner with Mill Jordan. Mm. So, and I also am um, a uh, co director of Pearl Fisher with Philip Howard. Oh, so yes, I would yeah. still stay attached to those companies and still. I think have opportunities to sneak off and do other things, which I think is important because I do think Stella Quines needs to not be about me and my work. So it's important yep. I've got an outlet to do that That's elsewhere great. so that I can really champion other people.
0: Feels like a very exciting time for all of us. Aww.
1: I feel, ve- it feels for me, it's like the best job ever. It really is. That's
0: great. What a feeling, eh? Yeah, very lucky. But really all you get, I mean, at, again, as an actor, they say that the, the only bit of happiness is when they told you you got the job. <laughs> After that, you have to think about doing it. Then you have to bloody well do it. Oh, then you want to move on. And then you're trying to think about the next one.
1: It's terrible.
0: It's that nice wee moment where you go, oh, got it. And then you go, oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, well, I guess my <laughs> endeavour is to make that last as long as possible. With right, that absolutely. List as long as I can.
0: Quite right, quite right. Will you go in there or will you be working from home anyway?
1: I'll be working from home because the office is shut at the minute because of the right. pandemic. Um, but It's so
0: funny, isn't it? The big the big first day and you'll be like... I know, on the Zoom. Who's in my house? <laughs> mm,
1: will I wear but shoes? Like we have been for
0: a year. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if I'll
1: wear shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well.
0: But I cannot exciting. wait.
1: I got really excited about that the other day when I was like... I'm going to have an office in the Lyceum, and there's going to be all these cool people to have a coffee yeah, with. That's
0: another great thing is you're in that building I with all know. the other stuff going on. I mean, it's,
1: I like I, I I had to put myself back from getting so excited because otherwise I thought I'd be sad for the first few months not having that because how exciting will that be? That's wonderful to be around oh, all those well.
0: folk. Yeah. Well oh, that's good. That's buoyed me up for today. Oh, good. Just what I needed. Wonderful. Yay. Me too. Thanks very much for chatting to me, so Thanks great. for
1: having me, and uh, yeah, long time listener. So oh, thanks. First well time done. caller. First time caller, very happy to be here, <laughs> and thanks for all your work, keeping us together.
0: Oh, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. There you go, off she goes to start her new post any day now. Very exciting time for all of us. And I mean that when I say that, you know, it's, it's, um, I felt the same about Jemima. It's, it's, it's her taking up her post, but it's actually a, a shift for our whole community. Um, and it's meaningful for all of us in different ways. I'm excited that, that these two good strong people are in those posts I feel like it's it's good for our industry you know and and they both said it they they have to move around and these posts have to be handed on uh, in order to keep these companies vital and alive and moving and changing so yeah I'm I'm delighted that we are where we are and the only thing that remains now is for us to actually get back out there and working um I know that some of you are and I'm so delighted for you um but i want to reassure those who aren't that you're not alone um not it's not that everybody is back and you're not i think we're still in the majority of those who aren't really working back f- fully like we would be normally so remember there's still a ways to go you're not alone um, and it, it, we're coming back and we're going to do our best so uh, you know certainly i can't speak for anybody else but i'm ready i'm primed and ready as soon as they as soon as they lift the flag or shoot the pistol or whatever it is that they do to start just waiting for that phone call you're always waiting for that, that email aren't you <laughs> just check your emails 400 times a day it helps i've discovered that it helps Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the show. Remember to give us a wee follow, Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can donate to the show by going to the website, puttingitogethercast.com and click on the donate button. And that is about the size of it for this week. So next week we have episode 199 and then we're on to 200 and then we'll just... Then we'll just see what happens, I suppose. If you have any thoughts in the meantime you want to discuss with me, any ideas for guests, um, or you're looking for wee bits of advice or or guidance or anything like that, happy to help. As I always say, I'm not a guru, I'm not an expert. um, But I suppose I've been doing the podcast for a wee while and I've been um, kicking about the business for a couple of years, so happy to help in any way I can. Just give us a shout, Brian, at puttingittogethercast.com or feel free to tweet me, DM me, whatever you want. So that's about it from me. Until next week, we have a new guest and a whole another hour of podcast hug for you. Then I'll just remind you to stay safe and uh, look after yourself and wear a mask. Alrighty, cheerio now.